Welcome to Lead and Lift with Shabaday Jaglal Ramnath, the podcast where we work with high-achieving moms in leadership on their communication and confidence. Now our host, Shabaday. Welcome back to another episode of Lead and Lift. I am your host, Shabaday Jaglal Ramnath, and today I want to share with you how to prevent yourself from disappointment with your resolutions or goals, and what you can actually do instead to achieve your resolutions or goals. You see, everyone is telling you to set goals, but I'm telling you to create new habits. And I absolutely love this topic, so I'm going to just jump right into it. Just like you, For years, I got excited when we started a new year because there were endless possibilities of a new chapter and I actually saw a better life for myself. I had a glimpse of a dream and I knew that I wanted more for my life. Then the days would start going by and before the end of the month, I would forget all the promises I made to myself to make the year better. Now, that was a long time ago. After I began my quest into personal development, I discovered the secret to achieving those goals. So let's jump right in because I want to share those secrets with you. But before I share that with you, you know, I said at the beginning that um, I'm telling you to set habits because everybody else is telling you to set goals. Well, here's why those resolutions fail and why they create disappointment for you. The the first reason, so I got five thoughts to share with you. The first one is a resolution often lacks clarity and it's vague. So for example, um, you might think, you know what, I should exercise more. Now that lacks direction and it also lacks progress because how do you define more? And if I miss a day exercising, did I fail? How much do I exercise? You know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes. What do I do? Do I go on the treadmill? Do I go for a walk? Do I join a gym? When do I actually do this in the day? Because a lot of times your habits will win because we are creatures of habit. So although I had that great idea to exercise more, it ain't happening if it wasn't already built in into my habits. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, you you probably made a goal also to focus on your health better and to exercise, but it ain't happening because it's not a habit yet. The next idea to share with you is, those resolutions are usually focused on the outcome instead of a clear plan or roadmap on how to achieve it. See, it's not broken down into little steps for you to do. So what happens is it leaves you struggling for you to translate what those intentions were when you created it. You were into the hype of the new year and you created that resolution. It prevents you from translating that into concrete actions. So I'll give you an example of that. If I haven't come up with a plan to say, okay, I'm going to start with exercising for five minutes per day, 
and I'm going to do it at this point in my time before this action, after I do that next thing. It ain't happening because my day, I already have a routine for my day and I will just go into my normal habit and follow that routine. The third item is resolutions focus on surface level behavior instead of underlying habits. Just like we were talking about, it makes it difficult to break the pattern because just like you and I, our habits become automatic. So we, if we don't make the space to introduce this new thing, guess what? It ain't happening. The fourth thing is resolutions are pursued in isolation. And by that, I mean, have you shared your resolutions or goals with anybody else? You see, many times we, we make this promise to ourselves that we want to do this thing, but we don't share it with anybody. So we lack accountability and we also lack support partners. And because of that, it makes it easy to abandon the goal when we're faced with challenges. Don't you agree with that? I mean, no one knows. So if I stop, no one will know. But the truth is that you know, and now you are not congruent with yourself, and that leaves you feeling very uneasy with yourself. The fifth thing why resolutions fail is emotional factors. We don't take those into account. So some days we're extremely stressed, could be work-related, we may have anxiety, or you may have a low self-esteem especially when it comes to losing weight, if that was the resolution you made. And a lot of the times, these emotional factors, they impact you from sticking to what you said you were going to do. So you might end up saying to yourself, you know what, for the past 10 years, I've been trying to lose this weight, 10 pounds probably, and it didn't happen. So you know what, I'm just going to get new pants right? I mean, I've done that in the past. I just went and got new clothes. I'm like, this isn't working. I just go buy some stuff that I actually fit into. Let's face it, after a long day, when you're tired and you still need to make dinner, chances of you pursuing this new resolution, even if it was for you to start exercising, they become very slim because your habits and your environment will always win. So if it is you go sit on the couch after a long, hard day, guess what? That's what you're going to do. You're not going to go to the treadmill and do a workout when you're tired. And that's why I say that habits play a foundational role in shaping your everyday actions. I mean, you know that already. From the time you get out of bed in the morning, you have a habit, a routine that you follow automatically without you having to think, okay, so I'm, I'm getting off the bed now. Uh, where's the door to open to go to the bathroom? You know, where's the toothpaste? Do I, do I ac- have to actually think of how I put that on the toothbrush? No, you just do these things automatically because they're a habit to you. Now, all this talk about habit I did some research for you, so I'm going to share some research that I did, and I'll also share the book where I got this research from. So if this interests you, if you want to learn how to hack those habits, 
you can go read this book and you can um, learn how to do that. So habits, here here are five thoughts that I want to share with you on how your habits influence your behavior and how that contributes to success. Now, there is a science behind habit formation. And to create habits, there are neurological changes that, that happen in the brain and they create new pathways and then the habit becomes automatic. The process of habit formation, it's, it's kind of closely linked to the concept of neural pathways, which is a connection of neurons in the brain. So for example, when you repeatedly engage in a specific behavior, whether that's a positive habit, for example, like you're regularly exercising, or it's a less desirable habit, for example, you're procrastinating, the brain begins to strengthen those neural pathways and that's associated with a behavior. Now, here are four key elements three key elements really that make up this thing called a habit loop and it makes this habit automatic. And you can read more about this in the book called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Yes, they cover a bit of it in automatic um, atomic habits also, but I love the simplicity of tiny habits because it actually shows you the process And it shows you how to hack your habits so you can start putting in a new habit in there. That's why I love that book and I recommend Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Okay, so the key elements to create a new habit, you need a cue. And a cue is like a trigger that initiates the behavior. So let's take take an example of stress. Something happens and you feel stressed. So that's the cue. And your routine, right, which is the actual behavior, is that is is the thing that you do after. So you feel the cue. And then, for example, I feel stressed. Then I go eat chocolate. And then that's a reward. And it gives me a positive reinforcement because it temporarily relieves my stress. So that cue that triggers my behavior gets me to go do that reward thing so I feel better and that eliminates the stress. The second thing is neuroplasticity. That's the brain's ability to recognize, to reorganize itself. So as we repeat a behavior, the brain undergoes, I guess, neurological changes And it reinforces that connection with neurons and that creates the new behavior. Like I said, I did research on this and that's why I I have this to share with you because I want you to see how a habit is created and the power of that habit. And then the third part of it is dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter associated with pleasure and reward. And that plays a critical role in the habit formation because when you, when you have a positive association with a habit, you want to do it more. So for example, you have the cue, then the cue now triggers the behavior, you're reorganizing the brain, 
that habit, you're making those new neuron connections in your brain and the dopamine gives you the reward. And that creates a habit loop. And so that habit, habit becomes automatic. So think of it when someone did something that you're, you're happy with that behavior, you might tell them it's a great job. You might, you know, reward them with a gift or something. Have you noticed, even when, for example, we're training dogs and you show them the behavior you want them to do, we reward them with a treat after so they keep doing that behavior. Isn't that cool that even the dogs, they, they create a habit like that? So I wanted to share that with you so that you understand the power of habit and how the habit is created so now you can create new habits. So instead of just setting a goal or a resolution, you can now build a new habit. And the book that I referred to is Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg, because in that you can read more about the skew, the neuroplasticity, the dopamine, but it would also show you how to now hack into habits to add additional habits. So that is why creating new habits are way more powerful and successful than just setting a goal. And at the beginning, I said, everyone's telling you to set goals and I'm telling you to create new habits. That's why, because the habit, it's more powerful. You're rewiring the brain. You're giving yourself the reward. So that starts becoming a habit because at the end of the day, we know that our habits and our environment wins. So you're going to set yourself up for successful by creating that new habit in an environment that supports that habit. So when you set new habits, here are five things that actually happen. Behavior is automated. So what that means is by you doing this thing over and over and over, it becomes ingrained into your routine. And I'll give you an example of that. This morning, I took the kids to school and it's amazing how, how that has become a habit. I, I use the same, the same path every day. If we're going on a different path now, it's different because now I have to think about the road, right? But if we go down the same path every day, I can do it. It's amazing how automatic I can do this. I can have a whole conversation with the kids in the car and we get to school without me thinking, do I make a left turn here? Do I make a right turn there? Do I need to look for the sign? I know exactly how many hills and valleys there are on the road, what the speed limits are, where I need to go slow, where I need to go fast. It's amazing how by doing an action over and over, you create that habit. Have you noticed that you brush your teeth the same way all the time? Like the next time, tomorrow morning, be conscious of when you put the toothbrush in your mouth, which side do you usually start from? The left or the right? Do you start at the bottom or the top or do you start from the front? Because you do it the same way every day. If someone asks you to fold your hands, we have a comfy spot if we fold our hands, right? So you would automatically fold it. But if they ask you to fold it the other way with the other hand on top, you have to actually think and it feels awkward. Like even as I'm saying this to you, I'm trying and I have to think about how am I going to fold the arms now because automatically I can fold it in, in a second. 
But if you tell me do it the other way, I have to actually think, how am I going to put those, where am I going to put those hands? The second way to set a new habit is consistency. Consistency builds momentum. So small daily actions are going to compound over time and it's going to create those neurons, those um, pathways in your brain, and it's going to become more positive. The third one is formation of positive routines. Routines are how we structure our day and it basically reduces decision fatigue and it creates an environment for success. So for example, every morning you're able in your morning routine to set a positive tone for the day, right? Some people, they know exactly what they're wearing so that when they get up in the morning, they're not standing there in the closet for half an hour wondering, oh my gosh, what am I going to wear? Well, I want to wear this pants, but I need a top to go with it. I need a blazer to go with it. Which one is going to match? That gives you decision fatigue because you're already using up your brain power to make silly decisions in the morning when if you had done a little bit of organizing before, you would have that ready. So habits give you that positive routine. The The fourth item is resilience. Habits instills resilience. So for example, when you're faced with a challenge or a setback, individuals who have stronger habits, they're better equipped to persevere because the, the automaticity of that habit kicks in and they keep doing it. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you're doing something and you stumble and you fall, and you're doing this for the first time. You may consider stopping, but someone who has done it numerous times and they know that, hey, I stumble and I fall and I get up and then I go again, and then I stumble and I fall and I get up and I go again, they would go further. So that's what I mean by it builds you resistance. So the first time that that challenge or setback comes up, you're not throwing in the towel. You're actually going to continue. And the the last point to share with you as to why we set new habits are habits are the building blocks to achieve positive outcomes. So if you want to change something that you do in your life, setting the habits will create those building blocks. So for example, if you want to read more because you want to get new thoughts and ideas, you're a thought leader, you want to lead in your your work, you got to schedule a time each day when you're going to read. You got to choose the book you're going to read. You have to put it in a particular spot you're going to read. So that's that might be a difficult one for you. So let me give you another one that I know you can relate to. Um, where the TV remote is. So I have the TV remote in my family room and it's on a table beside my chair, but my husband also has a chair there and and it's there. So whenever he goes into the, the family room and he sits on that chair, his hand automatically reaches for the remote and he puts the TV on. So if I wanna hack into his habit, I have to shift that remote so when he sits, he isn't seeing it. And one thing I notice he does now because he wanted to read some more is he put his stack of books on the table where the remote is. We moved the remote. He put his books there. 
So now in the morning, which he has carved out his time to do his reading, when he sits on that chair, his hand, the book is right there. So the hands reach the book and he does his reading. And later on in the day, he can reach for the remote. It's somewhere else now and he can watch TV. So it's simple little things that you can change in your environment to cultivate that new habit. And again, that book I shared with you, Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg, it's a great one to learn how to do these little hacks into your day. Now, you know I'm a high-performance coach, and I help my clients win in all areas of their life because we create habits that are foundational. When a client cultivates a high-performance habit, and those high-performance habits are habits of clarity, of productivity, energy, influence, and courage, what it does is it, it empowers you to win in your personal life and your professional life. Because these habits, as you cultivate them and you, you keep doing them, they, they start to get to that point of automaticity. And now when, for example, before you would procrastinate because you didn't have clarity on something, because you've been practicing that habit of clarity, you're able to pause for a moment, you're able to assess the situation, you're able to ask yourself a couple questions to get clarity, and you're able to take that next step of action instead of saying, oh my God, I feel so overwhelmed, um, I'm not going to do this task. So by cultivating these six habits, that's five habits actually, there's one more, which um, which I haven't shared with you, but that one that one has an overall one of your presence. And you generate that by cultivating these five high-performance habits. This has decades of research, so this is not something brand new. This has been proven already with so many of the world's best, um, that the highest performing people. And for me personally, I've been practicing these five habits of clarity, productivity, energy, influence, and courage in my life over the past three years now. And they've been incredible. And I've seen amazing results with my clients. Like they share things with me all the time. And it relates to your personal and your professional life. Because let's face it, your habits are at your core. And if you're able to create those habits, how you show up in different areas of your life, you bring those habits in. Now, you've been a loyal listener of this podcast for my whole 100 episodes that I created. We just celebrated that 100 episode. So what I'd like to offer you is a free high-performance coaching session so I can introduce you to these habits and then you can go practice them for yourself to see the brilliance of them. You can go to leadandlift.com forward slash coaching and you can sign up for one of those free sessions. Now, what happens when you go to that link is you would see a button to say, yes, you want the free session. You click on that and it will take you to my personal calendar to select a time. Once you do that, it then will ask you a couple questions so that I'm prepared for when we get on that session. 
So please take the time to answer the questions the best that you can. Once you do that, it would confirm the appointment. You would get a Zoom link and then we can get on that call. And it is a free session for you. So I'm happy to meet with you and show you how these high performance habits can definitely transform your life. And listen, if you want change, if you want a proven way to succeed beyond standard norms, and you want to maintain positive relationships and well-being, then I urge you to grab a free spot. I want to see you succeed. Thank you for listening to Lead and Lift with Shabade Jaglal Ramna. Make sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss another episode. You can find our guests' contact information in the show notes. We have resources to improve your leadership, your communication, and your confidence at leadandlift.com. We invite you to go check those out. Stay tuned for the next episode.